Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Chicago Bullseye in a special new segment, the Stars of Bulls Twitter. I decided to bring you the voice associated with the handle to pull back the curtain to hear the wizards behind the tweets. And in my first episode, I interviewed the amazing Gustavo, a fixture of Bulls Twitter. We talk about all the important things, the future of the Leviathan, his favorite Bulls, who he would save if Doug Tonus and Marquet were hanging over a cliff. It's a wide-ranging discussion, and I hope you enjoy it. Tomorrow, look for a new Big Red Bus with NBC Sports Chicago superstar Rob Schaefer. Doug and I interviewed him in a wide-ranging interview, so look for that tomorrow. But until then, Godspeed and go Bulls. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Chicago Bullseye. This is going to be a special segment that I'm going to start over the course of the next, hopefully, few years as we highlight and interview some of the legends of Bulls Twitter. Bulls Twitter is a massive universe. You know, some people have called me the president or king of Bulls Twitter. I refuse to accept that. I, I just think I'm just another guy, but I definitely want to highlight some of the, the special people on Bulls Twitter and without a doubt, this next guest is one of them. Gustavo, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, thank you for having me I'm on uh, your show, Fred. Oh, no problem. I'm pretty excited about this statement because it's going to hopefully give a voice to the, to the name and handle uh, that mm-hmm. we see on there. And you're one of the, without a doubt, a fixture of Bulls Twitter. Tell us a little bit how you got started, with, uh, especially on the video part. Uh, well, it started around, uh, I guess, 2014. Towards the end of the year, I started uh, making clips. And then uh, it was during the run where uh, Joe Kim was running the point guard. So I made a couple uh, clips. And then when uh, Derrick Rose started uh, back up in, uh, in the summer, I started making a couple clips because uh, I was kind of a little mad that every time I would look on Twitter, I wouldn't see the clip or something that I saw or something that caught my eye. Either I couldn't find it or it, like, it, it was there, but it didn't fully have what I saw. So I, I decided to start posting uh, um, so videos because uh, a vine head just started, so that's what what got me started. So I, I did um, for the was it Team USA when Derrick Rose uh, came back and started making clips, and uh, I think one of them was about Derrick Rose uh, dunking. I think that was before Paul George hurt his leg, so it uh, it really blew up. It got uh, I think about about a million views. So oh, after that, oh. I just started uh, doing it. So. Yeah, well, thank you. for It's definitely a needed service. I, I know uh, I do sense occasionally uh, you're on my side. Occasionally you're not, and probably more often than not lately with the Denzel Valentine uh, clips, often usually at his, at his worst. But I do appreciate it. It's always fun. Get a little bit of your opinion on some of the Bulls' topics of the day. Let's start out with this one. Kobe White. Where are you at with Kobe White, who uh, I'd say, you know, Dog Bull Nation, large part of the Bulls Nation, want to see headed, you know, head out of town for Lonzo Ball. I'm on the opposite side. I still believe in Kobe. He's 20 years old. I think it's absolutely a farce that people are expecting him to be great already. I think he's still learning the game. Where do you land on the, on the, on the uh, spectrum? Oh, well, I, 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 like, I really like Kobe. Parts of his game remind me of uh, Ben Gordon where he's more of a scorer. The thing I, I don't get is uh, what is it exactly that you want Kobe to do? Are you trying to have him play his best, which I think is more of a spark plug shooting guard, 
are you trying to make him to a point guard? And I think that's why he's having so much trouble this year. Is that uh, oh, I think uh, even when he was uh, in North Carolina, North Carolina, he wasn't really he didn't go there to be a point guard. He went there to be a shooting guard. And I think it's kind of tough. No training camp. No no uh, summer league. So I think it's pretty hard for him to like all of a sudden change his game from being a scorer to being a point guard. Um, I think it's pretty. I think it's too soon right now to really make uh, a, a, a really think about what you want from him if you want to trade him or not. But I, I, I like him because I know he's, he can score. But like I said, right now it's tough for him trying to figure out his game out because he's a, a scorer and you're trying to make him a point guard. Um, I thought maybe if I know uh, he looks up to Chris Ball and he knows Chris Ball and Chris Ball was in Billy Donovan's uh, offense last year, so... I was hoping maybe he'd give him a call and uh, see if uh, how uh, Billy works and see how his game works and try to work it out. Yeah, so you're not part of the Start Sato movement. You think that that was started by Mark K from Australia, our mutual friend. You're not you're not for that movement, right? Mm, no, like he's like uh, Billy even said, Donovan said, um, no matter what, he's going to play him because he has to figure out if he works with this group, if he's a keeper, if he's not. So. Uh, it doesn't matter. My my whole thing is like um, you have to figure out a spot for him, and when you figure out the spot, then you I think you can make a evaluation if you want to keep him or not. But um, I, I like I said, for whatever gets him the most minutes is what I'm for. So you can see what what type of player you have. Yeah, and that would be as a starter. I mean, what are we trying to do mm-hmm. here? We're gonna we, we don't need Sato starting. Sato mm-hmm. uh, proved last year that he's not a starter; he's a backup, and mm-hmm. he fits that role just fine. Listen, how about uh, do you believe in extending Levine? Do you want to see Levine part of this solution going forward for years to come, or do you feel like he should be traded for draft assets? Uh, I, w- I really like this game. The thing is, we already saw what happened when we, we let go of Jimmy. We didn't have a score, and then it it, uh, it took us a while, and we're, we're waiting for Levine after his injury. So um, it's not like uh, guys that score 28 points are just going to uh, all of a sudden – uh, come out of nowhere, or you're gonna find in free agency that which the Bulls have always had a hard time um, getting free agents. So um, I, I would keep him because uh, you, you need a guy like that. I don't. I know some people see flaws in his game, but I don't think any player is perfect. It took Jimmy a little bit for him to get to where he was. So uh, I would definitely keep uh, Zach. That's the correct answer. How about Larry? Where do you stand on Larry Markkinen? I'm I'm pretty much confused because um, the only time I think I've ever seen him be consistent was the first half of his rookie. Since then, it's been a month of this, uh, a, a little streak here, there. He has not been consistent. Uh, besides that first half, the only other time that you've really seen Laurie do his thing is when he plays for um, uh, the Finland team when uh, um, he's in the Olympics or uh, uh, during the summer is when you really see him um, really uh, show out. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, uh, sometimes I think he can be real good. Sometimes I think he might be Nico. So it's, 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 <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea. Oh, my God. It's been a while since I heard that name. What a horrible mm-hmm. name that was. Who's been your least favorite player in Bulls history and your favorite? Uh, least would have definitely be probably have to be campaign because you saw the yeah. you saw the sparks sometimes that he he could do it but there's other things like a couple times uh, I know our, 
another great uh, uh, Bulls uh, video guy, uh, Marcus, um, Fred, oh, Marcus uh, would yeah, be trying it. to get the, the team pumped up or beforehand and campaigns over there spinning uh, a ball while he's doing it. Or the one of the one that, uh, famous ones I did where uh, the Bulls are playing the Sixers and he's dancing with all the guys at all the games still going on. Yeah. It's like yeah. he could be good, but the focus was never there. So that's why it, it, uh, uh, he was one of my hated. And for me, I, of course, everybody going to say the, the, the two guys, Michael, Scotty, uh, Derek. But for me, like my underrated guy was uh, the Pink Panther, Tony Kukoc. No, oh, yeah, I, I I just love this game because he he could shoot it, he could pass it, and he could play the three, he could play the point guard, he played power forward. So, and then I, I always loved it when the Bulls went to that small lineup where they had Tony, uh, and then they had uh, Rodman, yeah. uh, Scotty, and then Michael and Ron Harper. I always loved that, that when they played that offense. Amen. Great stuff there. That's a great answer. It's absolutely, uh, he's my most underrated bull of all time, along with Ben Gordon. Let's go back to the team as currently constituted. What do you feel the biggest need for this team is? You know, I think some have argued that it should be a defensive-minded three. You can guard ones and twos, help out Kobe and White. Some have argued and said, well, we need a point guard. We need Lonzo Ball. Well, let's take a step back before we get into this question. Lonzo Ball, do you want him or do you not? Mm, I like him, but it's like kind of reminds me of Rondo. Of a guy who can pass and do some things, but um, he's going to be a liability on offense because he can't shoot. So that always gives me a little pause. But like I said, for a guy like Rondo, you can you can deal with it because he he was a veteran and he, he basically knew the little things. And with Alonzo, he's a couple years in. Uh, I'm I'm not sure, especially if you're going to give up. Uh, a draft pick or um, maybe give up something that you might uh, want to keep. So I'm, I'm not I'm not sure about uh, training for him right now. So would you give up Kobe for him? Oh, man, that's a hard one, man. No, I, no way. The answer I, I, is no. Are you kidding? You can't give up Kobe White for him. First of all, he's, he's a restricted free agent. You're going to have to pay him a ton of money next year, Ball. Mm-hmm. And Kobe, I mean, there's no doubt. Kobe, Kobe's, to me, shown just as much. You know, I understand Ball's definitely a better defender. He's a debt better passer. He's probably a better fit next to Levine. I understand all those arguments. Lonzo Ball can't hit free throws down the stretch. You know, it's Kobe White. I'm not trading Kobe White for him. What about Laurie? Mm-hmm. Would you trade Laurie? I like I was talking about earlier about Laurie. It's that inconsistency. There's only He only shows flashes, and then it's like you want him to do more. He's not aggressive. There's a couple games where, like, uh, they've been saying he's just getting his steps in where he's not really doing anything. Uh, I remember one game where um, – I think Denzel outscored him and out-rebound him. And I think he only had like five points and like four rebounds or nine points, something like that, where Denzel was out there hustling. So, it, uh, like I said, it's – I like I told you, there's times I think uh, Laurie can be great and other times I think uh, I'm looking at Nico. So, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure, man. Yeah, it's, that's a tougher one, right? Because they're both mm-hmm. on the same contract and you can make an argument, especially Pat Williams is awesome at the four. Mm-hmm. That you know, Lonzo Ball might be a better fit, but uh, I still think Larry's a better player than Lonzo Ball. I, I, I think mm-hmm. you have to get something back from him. What about uh, uh, Sass, short arm Sato? Would you trade him for Lonzo Ball? Of course, it's uh, yeah, it's absolutely. it's much uh, it's a much easier uh, a thing because you already know what Sato is. You've seen him play. You know what type of player he is. So for me, it'll be much easier for me to trade him because you already know what what he is. Like I said, with Laurie or 
or Kobe, you're really not sure yet because it's it's uh, they've only been in the league so long, and like you've seen their flashes. With Sato, you already seen the best of him. You already know what he's gonna be. He's gonna be a better Archie, and that, I think that's all it is. Yeah, this team currently constituted. Do you want him to go to the playoffs, or would you rather see him trade Thad Young and the vets and potentially risk losing the playoffs to get a better draft pick? Um, to be honest with you, with everything, I just want to see them develop. Because the last couple of years, it seemed like they weren't developing enough with Fred or Jim, where it was like they didn't get any better. They kind of plateaued or they showed flashes. For me, playoffs, no playoffs, I, I just want to see a, a good team. I want to see a team that's developing, like like we saw with the Baby Bulls and with the Derrick Rose Bulls where they, you see them get better. It wasn't about make, some of them making about playoffs. It was just about seeing them get better and become a better team. For me, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see a better team. And so far, I think this year it's been, for me, it's been a lot less stressful. And I think it's seen them develop. And part of it is uh, not having uh, Jim Boylan uh, after, the, yeah. after the game with Thank the pregame, uh, post-game post, uh, means, you know. Oh, no doubt. The guy was just a complete buffoon, and he definitely held the uh, held back the progress of the team. But, you know, that's part of the reason. I, I'll, I'll look at this. Uh, Laurie Markkinen was having a rock-solid year before he got hurt. Zach Levine was having a rock-solid year. You know, so Kobe Kobe's struggles haven't necessarily hurt those players. That's another reason why I'd keep him over or over ball. But a lot of it has to do with uh, Billy Donovan. What's your take on Billy Donovan so far? Where does he rank in your favorite coaches of all time? Well, I think he's... Okay, so of course, Paul Jackson is going to be number one, right. and then after that, I, I, I think he, getting up there, he, he, I, he's better than Jim. He's better than Fred. I think I've seen this team be a little bit more consistent, and I don't know. It, I just like his uh, approach to things, where he's not afraid to change. He's not afraid of doing this and that, and then it's it's he never. No, he, I I just feel like with him. It's it, it's uh, they're making progress, and it's it's and the players aren't upset because the one thing that I was headed was about uh, the former coach calling timeouts at the end of the game, trying to tell them, and having all this other stuff that was uh, uh, getting the players mad, and and uh, the players weren't happy, and the players weren't getting any better. But with uh, Billy, it looks like they're, they're they're working together. They're not working against each other or or pissing each other off. It looks like well, they have one goal and they're all in it for right now and they're just trying to get it. So I, I'd say I have Billy number two. So Has this team so far surpassed your expectations, met your expectations? Uh, they're 10-14, and 14, or have they fallen short? Um, at times, I think they've exceeded it. Uh, the only thing that I think with a new coach and everything is trying to um, – Trying to make sure that uh, they improve. Like at the end of the games, they've had a couple chances to win games, and it they've lost them. But the thing that I'm liking it's after the first couple of games, we didn't have any twenty uh, twenty uh, point blowouts. I think what the Lakers one might have been one, but besides that, it's been the games have been close, which I, I've really enjoyed because at a certain point uh, uh, last year, or a couple years. The game would be over at a certain point, and you can just tell that the team had given up. With this Bulls team, it doesn't seem like um, they have given up, and no matter what, they're out there still trying. So that, that that's what I'm liking. Amen. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bulls Twitter. Uh, who are obviously you know I bring a lot of insights and a lot of occasional uh, tweets that are controversial. But so let's keep let's put me aside. Who are some of your shining lights on Bulls Twitter? Who do you like to read? Who do you think is insightful? Um, love to get your opinion and, and who also irritates you. Okay, okay. So the like for me for what I do, I think there's no one better than uh, than Marcus. Man, he he does everything. I I just love his style and how. He, he puts out stuff one, two, three quickly, and I, I just love the way he um, puts out clips, gifts, and it doesn't matter what sporting event it is, if it's wrestling, if it's if it's a basketball game, football game, whatever it is, I, I, I just, for Bulls Twitter and whatnot, I, I, I like his style. Um, and that's, that's what's his handle? Uh, at- Marcus D, I think, three. Yeah, so him. Uh, of course, Romina's always funny. Uh, she always guys. Uh, some funny say so I, I put her up there um she sure is Col- she's pretty uh she seems you know the only thing about Romina, her, her bias against Valentine is very very disturbing I mean Co- he could, what he could right, still have a on. great game and and it's just like he's trash and it's like I mean at some point you just gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say you know what I was wrong about Denzel and until she does that I think she's gonna be have issues you know and really she used to be called the Queen of Bulls Twitter. It's in question now. No, 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 Fred. Oh, I think. Come so. on, you, you, you. Do you have to be honest too? Come on, Fred. Did he, did he, or did he not get in uh, Levine's way in Oklahoma? <laughs> I come on. Wait, wait. This come was on, talked about. Honest. Denzel talked about this. Yes, he got in his way, right? But Denzel talked about this. He goes, "I practice with him every day in practice," and I thought the same thing too. I thought he was running he said, right to his Fred, spot. It was right to his spot that he won the Charlotte game last year. He was going to go right. He went left. It's something that could happen to any player. Yeah, he got in his way, but I still feel like Donovan like Fred, he told said me. he was going to make a screen, and he screened Zach Levine, who was trying to make the <laughs> shot. He even put it on there. I was trying to make a screen. He ran into Zach Levine. He, he did run so into she, him, but he got him an open on, look. Go. It worked perfectly, and I, I still am going to defend Denzel on that last play. I agree. It looked, it looked sloppy. It looked messed up. But the fact remains, if you watch the video – it worked perfectly to get Zach an open look, and he missed it. Zach, oh, come on, no, 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 He ran into him, Fred, and plus the thing, the thing was. Uh, I thought we were talking about Romina here. here. She's gonna... keeping you honest, Fred. Be, yeah. you, you, uh, Denzel, I'm going to tell you honestly, Denzel does play good, but there's times where he doesn't play good. Like that time he bricked that uh, that three, and then, oh, man, I, or that behind-the-back pass. or like, there's, That was Gaffer's fault. How about the the Lakers one where the slow motion where he's going up, he's going up and it looks like he's going to make this beautiful play and he tosses it and the ball just go roll. He, he be, didn't throw it to nobody. The ball was not touched. Hey, I'll be darned if touched, I'm going to let this be a bash Denzel segment. The fact is the guy has come to play. He's one of the, the Bulls, one no. of three players. Never in Bulls eight. history have three Bulls hit eight, eight, and four in three-pointers. And he Fred, was part of that only good. Fred, He's only good if earn a certain time of minutes. I think was it Will and Jason Goff talk about it. Den- and Denzel's okay, but there's a certain amount of minutes. Like oh, might and be a there's been times. Uh, how about how about the Knicks game? How many minutes did he play in the game? Uh, the Knicks game that the Bulls won. Three minutes. There's certain times where he there's only you can only put him out there so much because you can't have um, another defensive liability with Kobe 
and Zach, and his then his defense him. has it's, been it's, rock it's, solid this year. It's been a lot better this year. His defense has vastly improved. I used to agree with you. I, I thought he was a liability defensively. He is absolutely not a liability. And rebounding has to be factored in the defense because it ends the possession. And he's one of the best rebounders on a team. The guy this year has proven his worth. And unfortunately, it's too late for the Bulls because he's going to get probably a big contract somewhere else. But I can't. I just wish the best for the kid. The kids already proven, and Ramina's conti- uh, continual nah. detraction. But, but but she's right. Really she's right. He, 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 they're, she's they're, not I'm right on this one. She's way off. I don't know no, what no, she's, she's doing. Right. I don't she's know what's right. going on. She's right, she, man. She's very right. intelligent. She she's rock solid she's right. on most issues, but on this issue, right. she's dead wrong. And it's really nah. uh, she's right. It's really potentially on, hurting on, her status Fred. as Queen of Bulls Twitter. But, but I'm telling you, Fred, uh, Ramin is right when she's talking about Denzel because there's times out there, I'm telling you, there's only a certain amount of minutes. He gets too much in this day. And w- what do you think about what happened uh, versus the Pelicans? He wasn't supposed to start. Why? Because he was a defensive liability. And, and Billy knew that, but Billy forgot to put give the the, the – to the scores table, so Denzel had a start. A no, minute and 30 no, no, seconds. No, no, no. A minute and 30 seconds. What that was about, what that was about, Billy realized that um, at the time, Temple was confidence was fading quickly. He had turned in Keith Bogans for eight games. He's like, I need to get this guy confidence boost, number one. Number two, I need Denzel to save that second lineup with scoring. So I'll make that switch, and he did it. Completely understandable. It worked great because guess what? Denzel hit four threes. Temple came out of his slump. It worked great. Billy's a master. But if we, if we got to look at it, I mean, there's no way we can continue criticizing Denzel. And that, as I said, Ramina is potentially losing her, no. her title as queen to doubles queen, uh, Jamie. No. Jamimi Aiko is her name. She's a fantastic yeah. on Twitter, too. So it's between those two, I'd say, right now. I mean, there could be others who are running in, into this, but uh, it sounds like right now you got Ramina as one of your favorites. Um, right yeah. now, I, I have it as a tie. Who else Who, who else do you enjoy? Who else do you enjoy? Uh, I'm trying to think of, coach, of course, my guys, both sides, outsiders, are always good for a laugh. And uh, I just really like what they do, all of them. Big Dave, uh, John, oh, yeah. and Matt. I have to ask, I was going to ask you one question. Uh, you can only save one person. Who are you saving? Uh, Denzel or Big Dave? Oh, Big Dave, of course. Big Dave. I mean, he's my that's my buddy. He he comes he comes way ahead of Denzel. I mean, Denzel is one of my favorite players on the team. Don't get me wrong, but I've loved a lot of Bulls players. I mean, uh, Tony Kukoc, Jordan. I mean, Jordan's the only guy in that question that I'd have to think twice about. But I'd still save Dave because Dave's my friend. I mean, I don't know my goal. <laughs> but 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 you. Still would have to think about him. Maybe Jordan, I'd have to actually contemplate. He's meant so much to me in my life. But Dave's come a on, personal you, you, friend. I mean, come on, I'm, I'm saving Dave. Are you kidding me? Hey, Who are you saving? Hey, for that question, you know what? The, the correct answer: If you're saving Big Dave or Michael Jordan, you're saving Big Dave because Michael Jordan's saving himself. That's yeah. right. Ain't nothing happened to him. That's, that's mm-hmm. right, man. This is a deep question. I didn't expect this one. That's a real good mm-hmm. one, man. Holy smoke! Yeah, I got to yeah, ask that yeah. to all the guests. Yeah, yeah so. you can pick pick a player and pick a, pick somebody and see, see what who, where are they gonna go? Who are they gonna choose? So, we should ask yeah. uh, we should ask uh, Mark K from Australia. You know how he likes these uh, the guys with short arms who can't hit free throws. We should ask <gasps> him Lonzo Ball if if he's gonna save Lonzo Ball, David Nwaba, um, Ryan A hits free throws, but he's got short arms. Ryan A, who else? What's another one of the guys that he likes? It's a bum. Not that Ryan A's a bum. He's pretty good, but he, uh, oh. you know, I'm trying to think of... Uh, I, I always forget, is he pro-Wendell pro or not Wendell, or is he pro... Uh, he's pro-Wendell. He's pro-Wendell. He's, he's big Wendell. 
we're getting off on another tangent here. I want to get back to this. Some of your other shining lights at Bulls Twitter, because I'm using this um, to help p- figure out who else is coming on the show. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's 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 a whole bunch of uh, of people on there, but I, I, I that's a couple that can come to mind. I, I I wish I could have thought of this question a little bit earlier, but those are a couple people. I I, I think a line, you know, like the. Oh, here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Doug Tonus or uh, Mark Kay from Australia. Both of them. Uh, it's like the scene in Batman where you're holding. On, or, I don't, you know, you're holding on the one. You got to drop one. You can only save one. Who are you saving? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the guy who turned my uh, draft video of you in shambles after the Bulls got the seventh pick. Of course, it's gonna be Mike, Mike K. What? That, that's, that, that's the wrong answer. I, have you, have you listened <laughs> to the Big Red Bus? The Big Red Bus with Doug Tonus. No, no, Mark, I mean, Mark is great. Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark sure is he's my fine. guy. He's, he's a nice kid. Yeah, I like him, too. He's a good friend of mine, but was... he's not better than Doug Tonus. Are you kidding me? Doug Tonus is the pie hey, father. Man. Hey, hey, just like you, uh, 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 Denzel <laughs> or Big Dave, you got, you got to go with your people, and Mark's <laughs> one of my guys, so I'm saving him. <laughs> I have a question for you. Do, Doug's when got he, work to do. When, when, you have, when you have your podcast with um, Mark Hay, yeah. uh, can, you, can you tell sometimes when he gets angry? Because, like, with his voice and everything, so I, I, to me, it always sounds the same with his accent. I, I can't tell if he does get angry or if he doesn't. I can't tell either. Well, first of all, anytime I'm on the show, he shouldn't get angry. He should be overjoyed because uh, he's getting such a fountain of bull's knowledge. But I think overall, I, I, no, he seems like a nice, pretty even keel guy. I'm sure he gets angry. Oh, you know who he gets angry about? He gets angry, angry at Stacey King. He doesn't like Stacey what? King. Well, I, I understand. I understand this because Stacey King's been on a criticizing Wendell Carter Jr. all year about where he's at in the drop defense, and I agree with Mark on this one. Like, come on, Stacey. First of all, you got to talk to the coaches first to figure out where they want him to play. And I think Billy Donovan confirmed he wants Wendell to to drop further. Therefore, all the critiques from Stacey and Wendell were invalid. But the problem is, did you have people watching the show who are like? Well, Wendell's not good at defense because he's not doing what Stacy's telling him to do. Wendell's doing exactly what the coaches are telling him to do. So, on this one issue, Mark is right. Uh, he's right like 7% of the time, and this is one of those issues. But you're right. Did, uh, hard to tell uh, a quick angry. question. That, that 7% figure, did, did, did you get it from that guy that told you that you're 97, your uh, Twitter account <laughs> is 96% uh, accurate? Is that the same way that you got the 7% from Mark? That, that's correct. That's correct. It was actually not a, a one guy. It was a group of scientists from Northeast <laughs> Idaho. Science department. I, I, I they called me, and I believe them. There, there, there's, there's no, there, that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is some guy called me and sent me an email and said, listen, I've been doing extensive study in your tweets. You're right 90% of, 93% of the time. I'm from Idaho, and I work for the science department. I'm like, I'm, I'm running with it. I'm running with it. So he did a good job. He did a really good job. This has been awesome, man. we got to have you on yeah. again. Good stuff. I think you're starting a bunch of things. i got a few more. So mm-hmm. tell me, who's, who do you really bother you on Bulls Twitter? Like, who's really irritating to you? Um, not, not really anybody. I think it's more, more the national guys that have their uh, uh, biases or something like that, where they, ju- they just come in like the big, like the Twitter, all that, that just come in and, uh, uh, and, uh, just do, I don't know if you heard of, uh, Zach Lowe. He had that. Thing oh, I love Zach he, Lowe. He's he, one of my favorites. He, yeah, low he said he, he, for the All-Star game, he would rather have Fred Van Leek yeah, I heard uh, that. Over Zach because <laughs> Fred Lee has been in the, in uh, on the playoff game, uh, game seven. Nobody, um, 
Nobody is perfect all the time. Even I am wrong 7% of the time. And Zach is wrong too. Unfortunately, probably a little bit more. And on this issue, he was way off. I heard the same thing. I couldn't believe it. Like, really? Fred Van he is not even in the same stratosphere as Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a top 10 player this year, arguably top 15. And plus, and it's, it's, it's not about the playoffs. It's, it's about the regular season. Why, why does the playoff have to do anything with Don't, you being great point. a all-star? Great point. I know. I, I'm really going to be disappointed this year if Zach Levine doesn't make the all-star team after the last game where you know he had 47 points. I mean, come on. What else mm-hmm. has he got to do? It's insanity. Damn this one it. we see eye to eye. Yeah, and I agree with you too. But one thing you got to realize, Gustavo, is these national guys, we know more about our mm-hmm. team than the national guys. They just can't get into the minutia of every team like we can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man, I love some of these topics here. I can't wait to highlight mm-hmm. some of these where um, – if you yeah. save Doug Tonus or Marquet, who you saving? That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have to, the last thing. I know you got you cut for time. Uh, I got I have to say that uh, that uh, the little people that that beat you up at, at your gig, I got to say, is one of the funniest stories I ever heard. Like every time I hear it, like it comes. I have so many other more questions, and I have to say that's a, that's a great funny story that, that you told. I appreciate. You mentioning that and it's a good thing you did mention it because believe it or not the 20th anniversary of that beating is coming up um <laughs> this year in 2021 so i think i'm going to do a special podcast with uh, a couple of the, my former members of the band and the mm-hmm. people who were present that night uh mm-hmm. to talk about what happened their version of the story and you know um when i got hit in the diaphragm what happened after that from that point forward and uh yeah, that was not a good moment in my life. But I think by 20 years later, putting it behind us and really letting that rest and, you know, the dissolution of the band after what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you saying I appreciate you saying that you found some enjoyment in it. But honestly, well, at the moment, it was I, one I of the most terrifying ask, experiences uh, was, in my life. Did, did, after that happened, did, did you go to any therapy? Is, is it the reason why that, that you coach? Your son's league is to get you over the fear of, of little people? Is that the reason why you're coaching? First of all, I love little people in general, just not the ones who wrestle. And as I drove away, um, yeah, that's still like one of the worst moments of my life. I remember driving away from uh, as as the little person was outside and a whole group of people were waiting to get into the bar or in line as he was giving me the finger and calling me the P word. As I drove away, that was the most emasculated and the most pathetic I've ever been in my whole life. Without my cash. I didn't have any cash in a, in a, in a car full of wrecked equipment was the worst moment ever. I'd like I, I to still, get a I video reenactment. That, 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 that is a crazy story. You go there thinking it's a gig, and it turns out to be a wrestling match, and they kick your ass. Like, well, <laughs> it, was, it was a gig. It technically was a gig. We were supposed to play music. It's just that the music that we played wasn't, you know. They're liking? Yes, yes. Especially Meathead, who was that son of a oh. bitch. Yeah, I'll never forget that jackass. Maybe I'll find out if he's still alive. I'd love to get that. That uh, well, that would really make a make an episode where I, I interview the guy. I I would take that guy down on the interview. Absolutely. <laughs> I, wouldn't, okay. yeah, I, I don't know why you didn't the first time, Fred. <laughs> well, let me just say, if you've ever been hit with a like, uh, it would be the equivalent of let's just try imagine like a kid on a Schwinn bike is going about eighty miles an hour. And you're standing on a sidewalk, and you got your hands out. And imagine a like a 14 year old boy going 80 miles an hour, and then uh, dives in the to the middle of your chest into a uh, your diaphragm with his head. That's what it felt like. 
you wouldn't feel good either. So at that point, you'd be in, incapacitated enough that you would probably lose the fight to the fourteen-year-old boy. Don't you think so? I, I, I would. Yeah. If, like you said, if it's a surprise attack, I guess. But still, you gotta, you gotta get up and you gotta do something, Fred. Come on, man. I did do something. I started crying and pulled my equipment into the car. <laughs> oh, Fred, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Gustavo, it's always great to talk to you, brother. I gotta hit the ground running here, but right. thanks for ruining my weekend by mentioning that story again. I, I gotta think well, about that. Thanks, brother. Hey, man, this was awesome. I had a great time talking with you. And, uh, me too, Fred. Look, me look, too. All right, brother. Hey, man, all always right, good talking man. to you. Have a good one, Gustavo. You too. You right. too. Bye bye.